0: you got to keep that picture up there. Well, both of them. On the left is my uh, two-month-old son. I know, cue the all. Um, is it all right if I use this stand? I'm going to um, move this up here. And then you can see I got I got, got on TV last week. <laughs> I got got in the, in the worst way. However, um, hopefully it did prove my fandom um, supporting the women that was a pretty, uh, pretty hard fall game. We spent a lot of time in Asheville the past week, but we'll save those heartbreaks for later. Um, go Dens all the way. Um, that's awesome. Anyways, um, it is a pleasure to be here. Um, I always love coming here. It's so encouraging, uh, just to stand in front of, gosh, it's probably 50, 60 of you guys, um, and girls, I get fired up every time I get to stand on the stage because each of you have chosen uh, either just to carve out a piece of your time or more than that, um, open your hearts to what God's doing. That's a huge um, worthy thing. I want to just give weight to that. Um, I know you guys are busy. I know Tester coming. Spring Break Fun has come to an end. and. Uh, in six weeks you guys will be final exams um, which is so hard to believe but um, it truly is a pleasure to be here um, and for those who are seniors raise your hand raise your hand got a few yeah i got a few seniors um you guys i came in with you guys this is my fourth year at Furman, um, and i think i've spoken once a year since i got here um started with ben of course as well um, so it, it feels like full circle for sure for at least uh, the handful of seniors here. Um, my prayers are with you as you finish up this this chapter. But um, I promise this will not go long. I I've, I didn't follow that promise last time I spoke. So I am going to follow my script. If I look down, it's because I want to stay in tune with that and um, just want to be really really faithful to uh, what God's placed on my heart today. Um, Also, just want to acknowledge anybody who's here um, and everybody who's here, no matter where you are on your faith journey, um, you are welcome here. And uh, I, I first and foremost, don't have it all figured out, but I I do know the the promises and the um, hope that I have in Jesus Christ. That's the only way that I stand on the stage. So um, I'm here sitting under this text with you. I'm excited to learn and hopefully we'll learn something um, together. We're going to start... in romans i'm gonna ask uh ashley right ashley to put the text up and um if you will if everybody will stand up for me we're gonna stand up and read the scripture together i think there's um, just immense power in reading scripture um ushering in the spirit just to do a work in us so um we got three slides of scripture and uh we're gonna read it together all right with some some good good booming voices you know just some good um all right Um, This is Romans chapter 5. We're reading verses 1 through 11, starting in verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life. Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. You can be seated. I'm going to pray for us real quick. Father God, we honor this text. We honor this word because it is from you. It's holy, it's alive, it's active, um, it's breathing, and it's only got power through you. Uh, It's not because of anything I prepared nor anything that I plan to say today that gives this word power. It's by the Holy Spirit that you can do what you plan to do in our hearts, God. Please open our ears, open our minds and our souls and our hearts, God, to receive what you would have for us today. Amen. Um, I was thinking about uh, illustrations to use uh, for today's word and um, I was looking through our my family's uh, bank statements from this past month and so it, it just became very, very clear how we're gonna start this thing off. All right, so um, stick with me for this. Who, raise your hand, just raise your hand if you are a part of some sort of subscription service or membership club. That's a lot of people, okay. Um, the more that i think about it i think there's like two groups of people in this world i think there's people that like seek out those types of groups in all their glory with all the deals subscriptions pay this get this join this club get this and then there's people who claim that they're not into it and just borrow other people's stuff um both groups of course enjoying the benefits Um, confession my wife and i we we love to seek out a deal and usually it comes in the form of joining some sort of club. Who's a fan of Sidewall? Sidewall Pizza? Love Sidewall, right? Um, who knows about Sidewall Club? Like, yeah, not many people, right? So a year ago, they started this thing, Sidewall Club, $5 buy-in, right? $5 per month, it's a killer deal, right? So $60 over the year. You get coupons that load into your account every single month, okay? But on the, off the top, just straight off the top, you got $30 to Sidewall, to Sidewall Pastry Kitchen, and then $15 to Monkey Ranch, just straight up off the top. And then what they do is they fill your account with these coupons and it's like $20 off, it's like buy one, get one pizza, it's like free breadsticks, here's your salad, there's just like all this stuff. Um, And so of course you feel great about buying into it because you're getting more And, and of course, you sit there and you think a little bit further and you're like, these guys are geniuses, like of course they're making money off us, but you feel so good spending money, right? Um, there's that, then there's, um, my, one of my personal favorites, my, one of my first credit cards was the Southwest card, Southwest airlines, anybody have an airlines card buying into credit cards are dangerous, but, um, especially in college, but, uh, you like immediately get a ton of miles off the bat. Right. And so of course you just need to spend money on it, but of course you're getting flights and it's, it's just, it just reels you in. I don't know. You just feel good about spending money. Cause you're like, all right, if I spend my money here, I'm getting this. Um, The best part is that they send you those coupons for drinks in the mail, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna next time, you know, I'm on the flight, and the stewardess comes by, and um, they're asking me what I want, and, you know, of course, I'm like, yeah, I'd like a drink, whatever. That'll be X amount of dollars, because everything costs these days. And then you just, out of nowhere, you just slam down that coupon card for a free drink, and it just feels really good. I don't know. It feels like you're a VIP even though you're sitting in the back of the plane because you're not first class. Uh, So we've enjoyed that too. Um, And then a personal confession. I just feel like I need to get this off my chest. Um, I don't know how this is going to land, but I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I do love uh, shopping at Lululemon. It's a thing. Were those girls clapping or guys? I don't know. so not only are, do they have like this membership thing, it's like a club, they call it a collective, all right? And I don't know if you knew about this collective, but it's called the Sweat Collective. And so, if you're a part of this little club, you get 25% off the top of any purchase you make. It's crazy, right? Because that place is expensive. Um, so while I, I do sometimes shop there, um, I will say I've never paid full price for an item, so I feel great about that. Um, but you do feel like you're drawn in because you're like, well, if I'm going to get the discount, I might as well spend my money there, right? So um, those are just a few of the membership plans we're on. Of course, with such great benefits, such great benefits. Um, if none of those applied to you, then I would assume that you are either on a team or in a club here on campus. Nod, nods of the head or at least some part of a group. If you're here, you're probably part of FCA. So of course, if you're a part of a group, there's always going to be some sort of benefit to that group something, hopefully, um, unless you're just joining stuff out of the goodness of your heart. Um, But what is it about humanity that draws us to these types of groups with benefits? Um, I've got a couple ideas. Um, I think our egos love having the feeling of being kind of like an exclusive group. I think, you know, that just kind of speaks deep down to to some of us. I know for myself. Um, I do think that there's a part of us that always loves a deal, right? Like you feel like you're getting more than what the actual value is, but of course you're not in control of determining the value someone else is. So there's a little bit of a a give and take there. Um, And if we're honest with ourselves, we love the feeling of earning something by payment or status, if we're honest with ourselves. The truth of the matter is with any club or group, the benefits associated with belonging are completely circumstantial and oftentimes change. Through payment, social status, or some means of measurement of earthly value, the benefits you receive are not firm and can change at a moment's notice. I'm going to use that foundation. If you'll just tuck that away, we're going to contrast that with what Paul has to say in Romans about some of the benefits of faith in Christ and the payment for such gifts. We're going to get back into the text, but I think it's important to notice um, or to take note of, yeah, pause on that. You can take a picture if you want, um, but we're going to get there in just one second. Um, Context of the message, real quick. uh, We're in Romans, all right? Paul, um, an apostle of Christ, apostle, just a word meaning messenger, is writing to Christians in Rome, all right? And he's making a case. The whole book of Romans is a case for Christ, all right? And he's going to start the very beginning, um, creation, and he's going to work his way through talking about where we are, state of humanity, um, where we find ourselves, where God meets us, and what Christ has to do with all of it. If you haven't spent time in, time in it, I would highly encourage you to, to walk through it um, in small groups or in person. It's just a phenomenal book and just a literary, uh, I think, piece of, of, of genius, but um, that's typically Paul, what Paul's known for. So um, chapter five starts with a therefore, all right? So if you want to go back in the text um, on that very first verse, therefore, therefore. So that usually means something That he's referencing prior so i'm going to quickly walk us through the first few chapters of romans i'm just going to give you a little blurb as we walk into chapter five all right romans 1 presents the gospel the facts of the gospel and paul's declaring his allegiance to it saying i'm not ashamed of it it is the power of god available to everyone for salvation he builds a case for the condition of humanity and the need for god's intervention he says for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities have been revealed to man so that no one is without excuse. So he's saying God has revealed himself to creation, even if not in the Bible to you, he has made himself available and he's made himself known to man. Romans two, there is no law with which we can uphold or obey, all right? That goes for the 10 commandments of Old Testament. That goes for any sort of moral code or anything that we like to hold ourselves to, we break it. We break it, there's nothing that we can do apart from him that is good, nothing at all. So God can't overlook that, right? There's that chasm between we aren't good and he is. Um, He goes so far in Romans 3, so now one chapter later, no one is righteous, not even one. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, sin's a big word, um, and so I'm just going to give you a couple working definitions as we work through the text. Um, Simply put, sin is just refusing to do God's will and failing to do all that he wants. Or just a kind of dumbed-down version is wanting what I should not want or not wanting what I should want, all right? Living our own way rather than God's way. That's what sin is. That is the state of what we're in. Romans 4 goes into to talk about Abraham. This is before Jesus Christ. And he's, fought, he's being credited with righteousness through faith because of his faith in God's promises. And that righteousness is available to all of us. And so here we find ourselves in chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified is a kind of a, a tough word, um, but in this text simply just means if we are justified, God's, God's act of declaring us not guilty all right. So we're not guilty, if we're justified, if we're made right with God. He's declaring us not guilty. We are we are right with him, all right? So a lot I just threw at you walking up through this text and here we are in chapter 5. I want to walk through the very first part of the of, of the verses 1 through 6 and we're going to talk about some of the benefits of faith in Christ, all right? As it's written here. All right? We talked about benefits of some worldly things at the beginning. We're going to talk about benefits of faith in Christ. First off, we've got a heart-level peace. Verse 1. Justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I love that line in that worship song. I just, um, that very first song said, I have a peace that makes no sense. That was, that was good. I'm going to need that, um, that lyric for sure. Um, peace through Jesus Christ. So where can we find that? Well, I would go back into the, into the New Testament, John, all right, where Jesus is actually speaking. He's saying, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I'm going to be honest. Um, peace is something I feel like that has been probably on a lot of our hearts right now as we're seeing what's happening in, in the news. Right? It's very easy to see. Um, the lack of peace, right? Um, and I think that, um, you know, we're obviously coming on the tail end of COVID where um, there was so much going on in our country, so much going on in our world. And um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I was looking for peace through all of it. You know, I'm, I'm I'm the first to say that I felt there were times I didn't feel peace at all. And I think probably a lot of us may have felt that, whether it was your connection with the family member that dealt with COVID or personal connection or, um, all of the racial tension in our country i mean how can you sit sit with that and not feel um that stirring in your heart how can you feel that absence of peace at 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 times um i think it's interesting that um in our definition or you know of peace and and what and what jesus is talking here he's talking about a peace that doesn't make sense that is outside of this world so my question to you is where is your source of peace where have you been looking for your source of peace? Um, encouragement tonight for this little this little verse right here. And I would just say um, sit, sit in this verse um, in John 14, 27, um, where Jesus says, My peace I give to you not as the not as the world gives. That's a wonderful, wonderful place to start with this, this piece that Paul's referencing. What else do we get? What's another benefit? Faith in Christ, joy and affliction. Excuse me, access to enduring grace. Can we get that slide up again? I know I didn't. um, I'm I'm jumping back and forth. So we're going to walk through number two of four. Access to enduring grace. This coming straight out of verse two. All right. Into verse one. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. What is Grace. What is grace? Simply put, unearned, undeserved favor. Right up there. Right up there. It's good. You can also cross-reference um, what grace is. Ephesians 2 says, It is by grace we have been saved through faith. It is not of ourselves. It's a gift from God, not of works that any man can boast. That's grace. The important thing to, look, uh, to, to know about grace is that it comes from outside of ourselves. Access to enduring grace. That only comes through Jesus Christ. Number three, what else do we have? We have joy in affliction. Because our suffering produces good fruit. Uh, James says, consider it joy when you face trials of many, many kinds. Um, lots of athletes in the room, right? Got lots of, and if you're not an athlete, uh, you're, this still applies to you. Um, but I know that um, my time as a student athlete was filled with uh, injuries. I was injured a, a ton. Um, I felt like affliction was a state of being that I lived in for probably two or two, two and a half years. Um, and it felt hopeless and it felt, um, i tell you what, it felt not of God, right? Um, I really, really struggled with my faith. I think in affliction. Um, you know, joy and affliction is kind of one of those things that we're told, hey, get through it, you know, persevere through those hard times. Um, but we don't really know if that's just something that's said to make, try to make you feel better or if it's actually grounded in truth. So we're going to look in the text to see that. I think that the scripture supports that super, super well. Starting in verse 3, Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we you know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance character, character hope, and hope does not put us to shame. We know that this promise is real um, because it's grounded in Christ. That affliction, that suffering that we experience, we know that it's not left undone, but that good can come from it. We see it here in the text, and we can also probably remember a time when that that was us. Um real quick story. Um so uh my wife and I uh you know she was pregnant. We had our son um in January and uh throughout um I mean by God's grace, I don't think either of us had COVID ever. Like, you know, just from the start or whatever. Um and um that's not to say we did anything special, just I don't know, just God's God's total grace. Um, with the amount of travel we did and people that were around and all that kind of stuff. And so um, one of the things that uh, she, she really wanted to not, um, coming towards the end of pregnancy, she really wanted to not be induced. She just, that was a desire of hers. And um, so without going into too, too much detail. Um, so we're, we're coming up to the due date and you know, don't have the kid yet. And she's kind of like getting anxious and, and waiting like, okay, when's this kid coming? um he was due on the 11th which is a tuesday and on monday she start hannah starts feeling terrible and um we had just left the doctor and within about two hours she's like i'm not in good shape and i had come back to practice so i was like oh gosh like i think i feel fine i don't know what's going on um so she somehow procured a rapid test gets tested test positive covid positive day before she's supposed to get birth you can imagine the disappointment, and so she has this desire, and she's like, I really want to, you know, to try to do this thing, you know, naturally, and, but now we've, you know, I've got this COVID situation, and so we ended up having scheduled an inducement on Wednesday, so at this point, we're waiting, we're waiting, just trying to be patient, she's trying to gain strength, and we're like, you know, still holding this desire closely, but we're like, what is going on, like, two years, we got, we got two years of this thing and, we, and she gets COVID the week of delivery? Like what, like that makes zero sense. I ended up getting COVID, which it was not a big deal, um, mercifully, um, and I'm not the one that was giving birth, so suck it up, right? Um, yeah, it's true, um, it's so easy, uh, God bless. Um, so, so we are getting, so Wednesday night, which is to go in, and so we had like our last final meal. She wanted to get a bagel, so we got a bagel. Um, she's so excited. And if, you know, it built up the anticipation of this is really, really big, especially the first time you've ever been through it. I can only really imagine. And you know, it's just, you hear it from every single person, you know, this is what happened to me, and this is what happened to me, and this is how it was. And she's like, I just want to experience it for myself. And so, but we don't, she didn't want to experience it under having to kind of like, have it sped along by the doctors or whatever. but such as life, we just felt like, okay, like this is, this is, this is what we're doing. We gotta kind of turn this desire over. And, um, and so we're about to go in, we're like an hour from leaving for the hospital. and She gets a phone call from the doctor and the doctors reviewing your notes and um, they know that she has COVID. And so we're like, that's, you know, we felt like, all right, they know. So they'll at least take us at this point. They'll contain us. We'll just have to stay in the room the whole time. They tell her, actually, no, you may not come in tonight. We're gonna to push it back to Saturday. Um, and we're gonna do this thing on Saturday. So we're both, we both have to We we are just so pitiful, like it's the most, just, we're so disappointed. We're like, oh, aren't you kidding me? Like, we're gonna, we're gonna have our kid tonight, and now we're not. Like, just felt like you're never gonna get there, get to the finish line. Um, but all the while, all the while, all the while, she's holding on to this desire. She's like, I wanna, I wanna kick into this thing naturally. Well, sure enough, so we were gonna go in on Saturday, and sure enough on Friday is when she went into labor, naturally, just how she wanted to. Um, there were so many emotions of that week, and so much tension to hold between the disappointment of an unmet desire and yet the affliction of a sickness. And in the middle of it, you're trying to make sense of it, and you're like, man, I, just how do you make sense of this? And yet, in God's mercy and wonderful planning, he chose to gift us with that gift of, okay, I'm going to put this in your pathway, this sickness in your pathway, so that you get what you wanted. Not every desire turns out that way, right? It was really God's kindness and God's mercy. But looking back, you do consider it joy when you face that trial. You you do you do look back and say, "God, God was faithful. He did He did He did hear us. He saw us. Uh, he provided for us." That's the kind of firm foundation we can stand on in the midst of trial. Um, that's that's the joy and affliction that we can that we can stand on. <laughs> Lastly, guaranteed hope. Hope through God's free love poured out. Verse five, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Hebrew says, "Faith is com- confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see." Um, I know that our athletes have have heard us talk about, you know, when you're playing the fur race and you're, you're just game planning. You're like, "All right, this is how we think it's going to go out. It might go out this pace." your best strategy might be to do this, um, and then you might uh, you know, start you know, kicking at this point, and at this point you wanna move up on leaders, and then at this point like, you're gonna hear us, and we're gonna tell you to go, and, you know, all these things, um, which really puts so much emphasis on us as coaches, and really it's just the athletes, but we like to think we're in control. Um, so one of the things that sometimes comes up, of course not anybody here, you guys are perfect, um, is sometimes athletes will come back and they'll be like, all right, well, I'm just hoping that um, that the race goes out like this because if it does, I'll plan my strategy around um, this idea and then um, I'm already planning it out in my head. This is how it's going to go and I'm going to make my move here and then go through this split and it'll be perfect. I'll just zoom right, out, you know, um, and it's quickly met with, well, that's great, but um, hope is not a great strategy, right? So in that scenario, you have no idea what anybody else is going to do. So if you to place your, your hopes on how a race is going to go, someone else is in control, it's not, not a great strategy. You might have heard it said that, that hope like faith is only as good as its object. Such is true in this text. Hope is built on the guarantee of the Holy Spirit it's given to us. From these benefits, faith with benefits, faith in Christ, no matter what our conditions, no matter what our circumstances, they're grounded in the reality of the sacrifice that Christ paid. That is the hope of Paul outlining this here in Romans. We're going to skip down to the second section. If you want to go to that um, slide. Um, Yeah, that one. Perfect. Right there. Right there. So we're going to go back. All right. So we got but we still find ourselves... At odds with God, there's that thing called sin, right? Sin is what separates us from God. Sin is what we choose to do on our own when we turn our backs on God. We'll read six through eight one more time. You see, just at the right time when we were still powerless, God Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die in this verse right here. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. There is any hope that I want you to take home tonight. I think it is this verse. What do do all those memberships and clubs and all those things that we talked about earlier, what do all those those groups have in common? I can say for one... Renewal of a payment. You, know, you must continuously or periodically pay or show commitment to that club or that group in order to continue receiving the benefits. There's no rest. Like you got always gotta, you don't schedule it, you gotta remember it. And sometimes if you don't remember to cancel it, then you get hit with a penalty, right? You get charged. To maintain the status, sometimes you have to pay even more, and it's just a tireless running on the hamster wheel of life to keep the status quo, to keep that benefit. Do you sometimes feel like your relationship with Christ is this? I have to do this in order to earn this. I have to pray this amount in order to get God's favor. I have to attend this meeting, this FCA meeting, to feel good about where I stand with God i got to read this amount of scripture in the morning. i got to go to church. i got to seem like I have it all together. The good news is that it is not so when we are justified by faith in Christ. You see, God comes looking for us, seeks us out into adoption in his family, clothes us with the benefits of being children of God, All based on Christ's complete work on the cross, once and for all. I want to bring my All American certificate. God says no. I want to bring my conference championship. I want to bring my A on the test. I want to bring my acceptance into grad school. I want to bring my knowledge. I want to bring my athletic achievement. I want to bring my acceptance in this group of friends. I want to bring that. I I want to serve that up. So that I can earn what God has to offer And God says No All these benefits All of them Pay for once and for all From the cross Christ accomplishes it all on our behalf And gifts us with the fruit of being right with God No longer enemies We are at peace with God Peace that makes no sense And that is the true place of rest The good news for you is that the cost was paid once and for all. We have access to these benefits if you have a relationship with Christ. So, if we were to sum up what faith in Christ looks like, and simply just leave you with this, if the cross of Christ was the payment of penalty for our sins, our faith is simply just the acknowledgement of that payment. Simple acknowledgement of that payment. If you've never heard this good news before, if you have further questions or simply want to check it out for yourself, Romans is a great place to start. Spell it out beautifully. Paul's just a, a genius when it comes to how the gospel um, takes place, what what it is, um, so that we can stand firm on it. McCall, um, Ben up. If you'll come up as I close. If you want to come and close us in prayer. Worship. Oh, we, are we We're doing worship, worship after? Oh, perfect. Perfect. and we won't close out. Sorry. A um, couple questions to leave you with. Do you, do you know or have you felt the benefits of faith in Christ? Are you reconciled to God through faith in Jesus? And if so, is there anyone in your circle, family or friends, or even teammates who need to hear this good news? I ask you to ponder on that this evening. Father, we thank you for uh, the word that you've brought. Pray that it will not go away. I pray that seeds have been planted tonight. uh, That you will water in your time, Father. I pray for each person in this room. God, that you grow their faith. Grow their faith on the foundation of what you accomplished on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.